Evolution or podcast coming away. This is the episode 371. Steve Smee here in the Rickster. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? Good, man. Good. Health is the number one important thing. So let's get into our Q&As, Rick. Uh, the first topic we're going to talk about, we have five great topics. What do you think about test blends? So first, before we can answer this, we got to look at what is a test blend? What is it, Rick? And test blends are basically different esters of testosterone. Put five, we're talking about four, uh, sustenin, for example, is four different esters mixed in together. Mostly, it's mostly made up of long esters. Only 30 milligrams out of that 250 milligrams of sustenin, for example, is testosterone propionate. It's got an intermediate ester and it's got two long esters, including the dec decanate ester. So um, in that example, it was designed for TRT, long-term TRT, inject it once a week, once every two weeks. You could inject 250 milligrams every two weeks, and then you wouldn't have to inject very often. You can only get it inject uh, twice a month. That's the way it was designed. So these blends are designed like that. Now, here's my issue with these blends. My issue with these blends is you're going through an underground lab, okay? And these underground labs are, are, are producing these blends, okay? We don't know what they're putting in there. And if you wanted to check on it, you want to be able to check on it. So do we really trust them? So I'm not a big fan of testosterone blends or any steroid blend for that reason. I want to know exactly what I'm taking. And if I want to mix them, I will mix them to myself. Now, having said that, Sustenin, Omnidrin, they're both the same four, four ester blends, okay? I don't think a source is going to be able to screw that up, okay? Even if they're an underground lab, as long as it's a trustworthy source. So you're fine on that. But what I'm really saying is these other blends that we're seeing where they blend, they'll blend testosterone, trend, and masteron together. Let's say a 50 milligrams or 100 milligrams each, okay? So you end up taking 300 milligrams of it and you're supposedly taking 100 milligrams each. How do you know that? How you wouldn't be able to even test it. So I just would rather divide it up myself and take my own steroid. So I can, I can, I can relate to Sustenin. You know, I can relate to Omnidrin. You guys who are in Europe, you use Omnidrin. You guys in Britain are known to use Sustenin for your TRT. But I would rather just use a single ester compound. I know what I'm going to take. I can, I can easily get blood work, confirm that it's, you know, real, you know, makes it simple in my view. So that, that's my opinion. So what do you think, Rick? Yeah. I mean, I don't, um, it, it's, it's a, I'll give a, a full answer on this. Uh, test blends. Look, if you're a steroid user injecting once a week, maybe twice a week, you don't need it. You don't need to, to mess with test blends. Test blends are good when you're injecting once every 10 days, once every 20 days, once a month, you know, TRT style. Then you want a, a test blend because you have shorter acting stuff that's going to work right away. You have longer acting stuff so that on day eight or nine or 10, before, right before you shot, you're not dropping down. And, you know, that works. But if you're just a regular steroid user, just doing the regular steroid grind and you're injecting once or twice a week, then there's no real benefit at all to doing any test blends. I, I wouldn't do it. Just save your money. 
especially if you're getting your test blend from a source, right? Because the only reason I would say, okay, if I can get a test blend, but it's legit pharmacy grade test blend, then it makes sense, okay, to spend the extra money on a test blend because you're getting sustenance, Amadren, made by a pharmaceutical lab. That's that is not some bathtub brew. You're actually getting real legit stuff. You pay the extra price. And if all you can get is a test blend, then hey, why not? Go for it. But other than that, other than buying it because you're getting legit stuff as a steroid user, you don't need it. You don't need to spend the extra money. The same source is going to charge you more money for a test blend at the same milligrams than they will charge you for just a straight inactate at the same milligrams. It's just not worth it, in my opinion. Also, when you get into the longer esters, and I've discussed this before on the podcast, the longer the ester, the longer active the steroid, the less steroid you, active steroid you actually get in there. Because when they weigh out the esters, uh, the, when they weigh out the steroid, I should say, the weight of the ester is, is included in there with the steroid. They don't make, they don't differentiate. So 100 milligrams of propionate versus 100 milligrams of undecanoate, you're getting more steroid with the propionate because that ester is shorter, so it weighs less, and it comprises a smaller amount of the total weight of the steroid. Remember, guys, the ester doesn't build muscle. It's your, your, your enzymes in your body must first remove it before your body can use it. When it comes to an undecanoate ester, then a much larger amount of those 100 mgs are that ester chain that needs to be removed before you have steroid. So it's, it, you, if you use some of the longer esters, you're losing, you're losing out a little bit. Best bang for your buck is that testosterone propionate. You can inject it EOD every other day. It's cheap. You're getting a lot more testosterone per 100 milligrams than you would be with an addate or the decanoate and any of the other uh, ester chains. And it's cheap already. Propionate is one of the cheapest esters in testosterone esters you can buy already. So bang for the buck, if you're going through an underground lab, underground source, get a straight ester. Only reason I would pay the money to get additional esters is because it's being made by human grade bona fide pharmaceutical lab that is being overseen by some governing body somewhere in the world. And then that makes sense. Then you're paying the extra money to get human grade stuff. And just to add to that, if you can get like testovirin, which I've been able to get from Pharmacia, human grade, pharmaceutical grade, Bayer testovirin, which is just testosterone and that use that. The, ideally, you can get a straight ester from a bona fide pharmaceutical place, and then you're good to go. You're, you're saving even more money and getting human grade stuff. So test blends, steroid users, injecting once or twice a week, you don't need it. Save your money. It's not necessary. Test blends for TRT guys, injecting every 10, every 20, every 30 days, it's good. It's what it, You should use it then. That, that's my whole spiel on it. Next one is Arimidex causing joint pain. So, Rick, you're the joint man. Tell us a little bit about why that happens. Tell us what you can do, what kind of supplements you can take to help with the joints. I'll let you uh, take this one. 
Well, you're dropping your estrogen too low. You know, estrogen is not some evil hormone. You need estrogen. You need estrogen to keep your joints lubricated. You need estrogen for the mechanics of the erection to work. You actually do need estrogen in your body. You can't just crush it and expect to function normally. You need estrogen to have proper lipid profiles. Your cholesterol profiles are going to go to shit if your estrogen is dropped too low. So you actually need estrogen in your life. You really do. You can't just crush it. And if you're taking a Remedex and you drop your estrogen way too low, then you're going to run into problems. You're going to run into, into issues with it. Um, blood tests to see where your estrogen is at work. I mean, they, they work, in my opinion, when you're off the steroids. Because you might be taking a steroid that might show up as estrogen in, a, in blood work, while at the same time, you're crushing your real estrogen with anti-ease. You might run into that situation. So it really becomes one of those things where when it comes to estrogen management, you've really got to listen to your body. You've really got to listen to how you feel, how dry you look in the mirror. And that'll be a really good indicator. And obviously, if you take blood tests along with it, then you can kind of see where you're at with your numbers and compare to how you feel. You know, you got to get the feeling for both because you can get some false positives for estrogen if you're taking some steroids. Uh, Steve and I went through uh, went through some of this uh, talk on our earlier podcasts about this. Steve is the blood test, blood results guy. He's the, he's the guy who's, who really knows his shit when it comes to, to reading blood test results. And he'll tell you that when you're on cycle, injecting four or five different steroids, Probably not the best time to get a good reading on on your levels of anything. Best time to get a good reading of your levels of stuff is when you're off of everything. So while on steroids, while on cycle, you've really got to tweak that dosage to how you feel and how watery you look and really tweak it to the side effects. Um, so in, in this case, joint pain and you're on a Remedex, Dude, you crushed your estrogen too low. You brought it down way too low. And now you're beginning to have some some joint uh, problems. Uh, what do you think, Steve? Yeah, that's exactly right. And, uh, you know, you guys really have to take care of your joints. We talked about this on our previous podcast a lot. And um, it's just like having a car. You have a car. You want that car to last. You want that car not to have issues. And forget the car. A car is a materialistic thing. How about your teeth? your teeth. If you go to the dentist regularly, you go to a good dentist regularly, you will save money long-term, even though it sucks going to the dentist, you, you will save money. And it's the same thing with our joints. If you don't take care of your joints, just like you don't take care of your teeth, it's going to cost you in the long run. So you really have to, you have to take care of your spine and take care of a lot of stuff. So whenever you're running, you know, Rick explained it when you're running these rheumatized inhibitors, we don't want to crash our estrogen. Estrogen is important. I think you know, there was a time on um, on forums and where you would say something like that and they, ba- you know, you get bashed for it. Like, oh, we're mad. We don't need estrogen. But I think now most people will understand now. They'll understand that, yes, even as men, we need estrogen to function. If you don't have estrogen, you're screwed. So your mood, you'll be depressed. You'll have joint issues like this guy. 
et cetera, et cetera. So you want to make sure you don't crash your estrogen and you don't want it to be too high either. Having high estrogen is another thing that I've been trying to communicate to people. If you have high estrogen, you open yourselves up to, to cancer because that's a fuel for cancer. So we don't want high estrogen either. Besides the gynecomastia problems, the water retention, the bloat and all that stuff, which will lead to high blood pressure and things like insomnia and stuff. So, you know, you have to balance your blood pressure. Uh, I'm sorry, you got to balance your, your estrogen in your body and you got to run blood work. So if you go on my signature, Steve SMI on the forums, any of the forums, you'll see in my signature, a link to blood work. You can get blood work done and make sure your estrogen is in line. It's as simple as that guys. And your body does change over time. I explain this to my clients. I explain to them, look, I can get you straight now, but five years from now, it's going to be different. If you run 500 milligrams of testosterone, you're going to need this much of an AI with it. Five years from now, you run 500 milligrams of testosterone, you're going to need a different dose of AI with it, possibly more, possibly less, or possibly the same. Our bodies change. Our bodies are constantly changing. So you have to always depend on blood work. You cannot depend on people being psychics and answering these types of questions. But N2 Joint RX is a great product for joints. And you really, you need to be taking care of your joints ahead of time, just like your teeth, just like your car, just like anything. You need to take care of it ahead of time because if you don't, it's going to catch up to you. It's going to cost you more. All right, guys, so the next one we're going to talk about is what do low LH and low FSH mean in blower? So another question that I saw, uh, someone asked me this question. They did blood work. They are on TRT, and they ran blood work, and their LH and FSH was low, and they're, like, freaking out about it. because they're. So what happens is when you run exogenous hormones, whether you're on TRT, whether you're on a cycle – whether you hop on for two or three weeks, anytime you're running exogenous hormones, perhaps the only one that won't do this is proviron in, in some people because proviron in some people is not suppressive and others it, it will be. I've seen blood work on both. I haven't been able to figure out why that is, but I would recommend you do run your own blood work and you can see for yourself. So, but in almost all cases, you run exogenous hormones, your pituitary glands are smart. They're going to say, you know what? I'm getting too much of this. I'm getting too much hormone. So it's going to shut down because you're already getting it. You're exogenously putting it in your body. So your pituitary glands will stop producing hormones. And the hormones, the lipidizing hormone and the follicle stimulating hormone which is the LH and FSH, when you run blood work, will not be there. Will not be there. It'll be down to zero, near zero. So that's normal. Now, the idea when you come off steroids properly, you run a PCT, come off steroids, those numbers bounce. That would indicate that your pituitary glands start, start functioning again. So without the LH and FSH, you're not going to be stimulating your lytic cells, which are your testes. That's why your balls will shrink when you're on steroids. Now, some guys may not notice that. Some guys will. It just depends. But that is what happens. That is why your balls, they're not getting that signal to function and to produce testosterone. So that's why your LH and FSH are near zero. So nothing to freak out about. If you're on TRT, and this is what I told this guy, if you're on TRT, 
it's going to be at zero for the rest of your life unless you one day come off TRT and are lucky enough to recover. Other than that, you're going to be at zero. If you're on cycle, it's going to be at zero. When you come off, hopefully it bounces. It should bounce and you can recover. If you run steroids properly, you take plenty of time off, you run a proper PCT, it should bounce back. So very important to get blood work before steroids and very important to get blood work after you're done with PCT. Wait six weeks, eight weeks after PCT that you could see, did my LH and FSH bounce back to where they were before or are they lower? And that will kind of give you an indicator, how have I recovered? And then you can kind of go from there. You may have to take more time off to allow your body to recover, but really, really important. These numbers are very important to gauge recovery, to gauge the health of your pituitary glands. Guys in the past, okay, guys in the past would run blood work and only pay attention to testosterone levels. That's a mistake. Because what happens is in PCT, you're taking PCT drugs that boost your testosterone levels. But, but you know what I'm saying? So it's, gonna, it's not the number to look at. You want to be looking at your LH and your FSH. Very, very important to look at those numbers. You can be on testosterone in the middle of cycle and have testosterone levels 3,000, 4,000. And you're thinking, wow, I, I'm functioning really good, aren't I? but you're not because your LH and FSH are at zero. So that's why if you run blood work guys through a doctor, you have to make sure the doctor understands that he needs to test your LH and FSH as well. Not just testosterone levels. Testosterone levels alone are not going to help you. You need to run blood work with everything, including the LH and FSH. Very, very important. Anything else at tag, Rick? You pretty much covered the LHFSH. Uh, one thing to remember, guys, and we've we've covered this on a, on a previous podcast. Sometimes your LH and LH and FSH will be normal to high, and yet your testosterone levels could be low. Uh, this could happen because you might have some sensitivity issues in your cells and your testicles, um, and this could happen for a, a bunch of different reasons. Uh, one of the studies that I looked into where they interviewed because you can't really test for this in, in a lab in any way they interviewed men that use steroids and then gotten off of them sometimes these men would develop a problem with low testosterone while their lh and fsh was still normal to high years later after steroid use it's just something to also keep in mind uh that it could happen so it's just just, just something to throw in there steve and you covered it pretty well so we're going to cover two more topics. Um, you know, this is the evergreen podcast, but we are coming to the end of the year on this, uh, you know, filming this podcast, but this can, can kind of be evergreen. This can be evergreen anytime you guys need to come back and reference this podcast, but we're going to talk about new year's goals. And then we're going to talk about end of year checklist. Now, both of these things can be any time of the year. You don't have to just say, okay, it's new year's. I'm going to make goals. You can be like, it's February 1st. I can make a goal. It's March 1st. I can make a goal. You can make goals every single month. You can make goals every single day. In fact, in the morning, waking up and just going over your day and saying, this is what I want to accomplish can really, really help you at achieving your goals. So, you know, let's talk about New Year's goals. Um, and I think with New Year's goals, I think the number one New Year's goal um, 
for people this year especially is to you know it, it's really interesting because we had a really crazy uh, 2020 um, <clears throat> you know we're filming this but I think one of the interesting things I saw Rick was that even during the pandemic and everything at first uh, couples were not getting along but now we're months and months into the pandemic and into you know the shutdowns and having to stay home and not being able to go out as much we're seeing the opposite trend. We're seeing actually couples relationships becoming stronger. So at first it was a lot of, there was some domestic violence. There was couples not getting along, couples fighting. Um, I know a lot of people I know were in that situation, but now it's just like couples are stronger. So that's a very interesting dynamic. I think one of the New, York, New, uh, New Year's goals for a lot of people is to appreciate the person you're with. If you're in a relationship it's so tempting to feel that, oh my God, I can find someone better. I can find someone better out there. But at the end of the day, if you start thinking like that, if you get into that rabbit hole thinking I can find someone better, you won't appreciate the person you're with and you'll actually destroy your relationship from the outside in. So I think that's what's happened in the past year going through, you know, 2020, going through the pandemic. I think a lot of couples have realized that, that as much as I, you know, want to be single again at the end of the day, it's, you know, I got it really good. So I think that's a new year's goal. Um, and I think it's important as a man who is in a heterosexual relationship for you guys listening to this was most of you are going to be, um, most, most people listen to this podcast are men. We do have females listening to this, but if you're in a relationship with a woman, women need to hear this stuff. Women need to hear this stuff. So don't just keep that to yourself. I think actually talking to the person you're with and vocalizing that is very, very important and telling them, look, I appreciate you. I know this year has been you know, a lot of ups and downs, but at the end of the day, I really appreciate you and I love you. And this is why I love you. And literally tell them the five reasons why you love them off the top of your head. So I think that's a really important year goal. And that can really go a long way in, in your relationship. And I think you have to have a relationship with yourself as well. I'll let Rick jump in. But you have a relationship with yourself. A lot of us weren't able to work out. <clears throat> Rick, you know, Rick me, has been giving me shit uh, the past couple of months, but I have two gym memberships, two gym memberships. Both of them were closed. One just recently reopened. I've been able to go back to the gym. In the meantime, I've been doing a lot of things. I've been doing a lot of yoga. My yoga, um, you know, place has been open a while. So I've been going to yoga. I've been doing... Uh, push-ups and pull-ups and, and lunges and all kinds of stuff, doing a lot of cardio, running, doing all kinds of stuff to stay active. I'm actually leaner, leaner than I was a year ago. Leaner. I'm not, I've lost strength and I've lost some muscle. I will, I will admit that, but I'm actually the leanest I've been in many, many years. So my, I know that because my shorts are falling off. So that can confirm that. But so at the end of the day, you know, just you, you have to be honest with yourself and you have to appreciate yourself. And you have to be like, look, this is this is what I'm going to do doing going forward. You have to really love yourself first. And people you see on social media posting pictures of themselves, the, the vanity that is in this industry that we're in, Rick, drives me crazy. Because I kind of used to be like that. But at the end of the day, those people do not love themselves. Those people are just trying to get attention. Okay. They're they're trying to get attention from people, they're trying to get likes, whatever. 
if you really, really love yourself, you won't care what other people think enough to post pictures of yourself all over social media. You'll look at yourself in the mirror and really, really love yourself, not love the size of your bicep, not love that stuff. So I think a lot of us have to just look at ourselves in the mirror in the next year and just learn to love ourselves more. And they, we can't just have that vanity about us, that vain type of, th of thinking that you know, we have a, as bodybuilders and that's why we do it. We do it. We want to look good, right? We want to look good. We want to feel good. But if you look in the mirror and you're a Jack guy and you look amazing and people on social media, look at your picture and like, wow, I would do anything to look like this guy. It doesn't matter if you don't even love yourself. You know, at the end of the day, if you don't even love yourself, but you got all these people loving you, what's the point? So at the end of the day, you've got to learn how to love yourself, guys. I think that's, those are the New, Year, New Year's goals I think we all need to work on because it's really messed up, you know, with, with the social media and, the, and all this stuff in the fitness industry. It's really screwed up the, the, way, the way things are and the way we've been kind of um, habitually uh, made to think about the way we treat ourselves, treat others, and the way we view, you know, the person we're with. So I think those two New Year goal, New Year's goals are really, really things that we all need, need to work uh, better on. How about you, Rick? Yeah, I mean, um, loving yourself, it's very important, treating yourself well. And like Steve said, just to build on that, it's – it's good to want to look great. It's good to want to look impressive. It's it's very uh, it's very good. It's a very good thing for you to have that sacrifice where you don't indulge in bad foods and and you partake in exercising as a way of looking your best. But you also don't want to take it to the point where you're abusing steroids, abusing these drugs to be the biggest guy around. That's that's where you go beyond really loving yourself to hurting yourself because now you're, you're assessing your value entirely on how you look, how freakish you look. And there's that point where it's not healthy anymore. So taking a little bit of juice here and there, experimenting yourself to make things work a little bit better than usual to maybe look better than your age, you know, for guys, uh, or 40s like me that's that's one thing to then go and abuse yourself taking a ton of trembolone taking insulin dmp just completely killing your fucking health because you just want to look really impressive that's that's no bueno if you know it's hurting your body to that degree and we've discussed it here then and you're still doing it just to achieve a look, you know, not maybe you do need to reassess how much you actually do love yourself. I keep going back to this is different when you are a competitor and that's kind of your life's work, your life's mission to compete. And you're working, you're working with a coach, someone who hopefully you be real responsible and know just how far you guys can take it. That's one thing. But if it's just vanity, you're taking these drugs that can really, really hurt you, not just in the long term, but the real short term, or you're abusing steroids to the point where you're going beyond just doing a little bit more than TRT to really messing yourself up, then 
it's not it's no bueno it's not it's not the way to do it it's not the way to go about it it's not the way to live so you have to be clear on your goals and if you have to or if you're going to include steroids as part of your lifestyle like we all do let's make sure you do it as responsibly as you can thinking about the future being good to your future self you know when you think about the decisions or what drugs you're going to take what you're going to do you want to think about your future self 10 years 15 20 years from now and how that future self is going to to feel physically on a daily basis from all of these compounds and steroids you're doing now that's really important to treat your future self from from now from today treat your future self with consideration and respect as far as your mate and how you treat your mate and the person you decide to spend your life with i think one of the best things you can do for everyone is if this person if you're not sure about this person or if you are 100% sure about this person you got to kind of fucking act like it if, if you know she's not the one if you're tired if this if the relationship is washed up if things aren't well going well if you just know it's just not there and don't be fucking miserable don't make her miserable better yet don't put on an act to try to make her happy or you know and then blindside her with some bullshit out of left field later on just be real don't be lonely don't don't be scared of being alone and put an end to it you know now don't get toxic and stay in there longer than you should when you know it's not is not what you want but if you really know this is the one if you really are in love with this person if you really want to spend your life with her then fucking act like it you know be good to her don't become a fucking yes ma'am guy don't don't become a punk stay to your masculine core stay to your your masculine keeping your masculine you know your masculinity don't become a pussy don't become pussy whooped but respect her love her honor her be faithful to her don't let dreams in your head of other women or or this girl or that girl or this instagram model don't let any of that shit get in your head don't indulge in porn don't it just don't fuck things up for yourself you know just just act like whatever it is and if she's not the one and you guys are already married maybe um start thinking about breaking this shit up now you know before things get bad before you hurt each other before you become really toxic if she is the one for you then make sure to act like it make sure to treat her like she's going to be your partner for life have more patience for her than you would have for any other person in this world have more consideration for her than you would have for any other person in this world really do it you know whatever it is that you have decided for this person you have in front of you just make sure you fucking act like it all right and if let's say you know you're not going to marry her you know she's not the one forever but you're good with her for now 
then live it up nice, but don't make a ton of promises. Don't make a ton of, of promises and commitments. And the best thing that'll get you out of trouble in relationships is just knowing yourself. Know yourself. Like I just discussed in the earlier point of being good to yourself, being good to your future self. Know your future self. Know your future self 10 years from now. And think, how would that guy feel if I let go of this chick right now? How would my five years from now, 10 years from now, two years from now, future self feel about that? And if your two to five to 10 year future self will be happy that you drop this chick now, then go through the process, as painful as it might be for your tomorrow self to your next month self to your next six month self. You know, just just go through the process and do what you need to do so that you are free to find the right one and those, so that she's free to find someone that will appreciate her just the way she is. At the same token, if you make the decision, if you make the right decision, uh, stay with this person. Think about what kind of relationship your two year from now self, your five year from now self, your 10 year from now self would like to have with this person. What kind of chemistry, what kind of flow you'd like to have with her in the relationship and start making moves towards that. And one of the best things you can do um, if you are in, in that committed relationship is just don't let your mind wander on bullshit. Concentrate on what really matters. Make sure that you're not going crazy with the porn. Make sure you're not having weird fucked up conversations with women, you know, in, in your messages that are not conducive towards your relationship goals. Make sure you don't do anything to really hurt this person because once you do, their relationship will never be the same. And then something that maybe you really want it to last forever, you cause some scar tissue, some scar tissue that'll always be there. You know, like a fighter gets too much scar tissue on his forehead cuts a lot easier after a while. So don't cause that scar tissue. The best way to do that is don't get caught, you know, dealing with chicks on webcam. Don't get caught and just don't do it. Having weird fucked up conversations with, with other women. Just don't, don't create any of that scar tissue because it's just going to make your goal of staying longer going to make it harder i guess that's my whole rant on it uh steve i mean no. you know you, it's kind been, it's, you kind of piggybacked off of what i was saying oh, i responded to you i responded to you definitely i wanted to yeah. respond to everything you said uh I, it's been a while since we had a, a good relationship question on the show huh remember yeah, I, I think i think i think that's that's something see here's the thing this is what i noticed from people i know especially my age that have gotten married they get married and then it's like they're done but the thing is, like, a marriage is work. A relationship is – you got to keep working at it. It's just like a professional athlete. They get drafted, right? They get drafted, right? And then you have a choice. You can either get drafted and then just be like, you know what? I'm getting paid money. I'm, I'm done. I'm going to go party. I'm going to go drink. I'm going to eat like shit. I'm not going to work my ass off. I'm not going to learn the playbook. I'm just going to, you know, have a good time. Or you can be like, you know what? I want to get my ass in the playbook. I want to reach out to my teammates, introduce myself. I want to reach out to the coaches. 
I want to learn everything I can. I want to be ready for week one of the season. I want to get in the best shape I've ever been in. You have those two mentalities and people get married and they're like, you know, I'm done. And those marriages, hundred percent failure rate, hundred percent failure. It's a, it's a, you got to keep working at it. If you don't keep working at it, you're, you're, you're going to end up like a professional athlete who's only in the league two years. You're a first round pick. And after two years, you're out of the league. What the hell happened? Well, you didn't work at it. You've got to, you've got to work at it. And that's what separates, you know, the average people, people with average relationships and people with, with great relationships. So, you know, that's what I noticed from people who are our age, Rick. Um, so you yeah, can't just give up. You can't just give up. And working at it can take different meanings for different guys. I think for most of us guys on steroids, uh, working at it just just means like don't let your fucking mind wander. All these hormones, all these high levels of androgens in your system make your mind wander. And you have to just stay real true to your decision and, and to what you want out of life and what you want out of your relationship with this person. And keep it, keep it, keep it there. You know, don't, don't, don't let your mind wander because uh, you, she, she might end up noticing some of your changing behavior. Well, and also... Also, don't get too crazy. Don't get too, don't start yelling or saying things that are hard. You can't take words back. And once you say certain words, they're there forever. So don't create, as I said earlier, that, that scar tissue. Also, don't become a little bitch either. Just because you've decided that she's going to be in your life forever and this is what you want. Don't be a, don't be a bitch. You know, don't lose your masculinity. Don't just become a yes ma'am don't just don't just give in into every into every argument into every every juncture of the road you don't have to do that once you once you start doing that stop being in in really in your masculine essence she'll start to lose some respect for you and and she'll start to lose some of that love for you and you'll make it harder for her to love you and respect you the right way you want to still be that guy she fell in love with. And it's a real balancing act of just loving her, respecting her, wanting to perpetuate this relationship, but also not giving in, not doing everything she says just the way she wants, and not just shying away from an argument where you know what's right. You know, standing up for yourself, being in your masculine, while still being respectful towards her, being respectful towards her opinion, but not just giving in and being malleable to whatever, just doing whatever she says and just telling her she's always right and just being a, just you becoming a bitch in the relationship. It's a bit of a, for some guys, not all of us, but for some guys, it's, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a balancing act. And you just have to, you have to know it because she'll lose respect for you. She'll lose respect for you. And once she starts losing respect for you, once you, she starts to perceive you as having some feminine energy, as being becoming a bit of a bitch, that's when she'll, you know, that's when they'll cheat and they'll say, you're just not the same man I fell in love with. And you're not. Maybe you were a, a bit of a, of, a, of a wild man. You know, maybe you were a bit of a, of a hardcore motherfucker when she first met you. She had to win you over, get you into that relationship, get you into that into that monogamous uh, grind with her. 
And once you gave in, once you started loving her, once you felt you couldn't live without her, then you started bitching up. You stopped standing up for yourself. You stopped backing up your opinion and backing up your actions. You started giving in on everything. Now you're no longer the guy that she had to win over. Now you're no longer that, that guy, that bad boy that she was attracted to. That's, that's important. It's very important. It's, it's, a, it's a balancing act. But if it was easy, you'd see marriages, most marriages last forever. But, you know, that's why uh, <laughs> you see a lot of guys that are divorced, unhappily divorced, but they've got just a really good friendship with the new guy. And they still talk to their ex, even though she's with another guy, but they still got a good friendship. All this, this is bitch shit. You bitched up. So is that, um, is that why she divorced you? I've got to tell you, now that we're speaking honestly, I think uh, steroids have had a lot to do with, with my feeling as though I don't fucking need anyone. Uh, as though I can just as though there's just something better in you around the corner. And um, I think maybe keeping high levels of androgen, taking my herbals, hcgenerate.com, the plug for my products. I think that's helped, has helped keep me from feeling lonely, depressed, feeling like, oh, you know, I lost her. She's the best, you know, that. And, and also the knowledge that I know that love, it's the, Love is the belief that she's different from the rest. And you should just know that even though you love her today and she's so special today, if you really want it to, sometimes you're forced to, right? You can focus that same energy and that same love on another woman. You can just how you built this girl up in your mind and just how you turned her in your mind into just this, the greatest thing in the world. If it can't be, you can go and build yourself up to, to build to, in your mind to love some other girl. And just, I guess, the understanding and just the feeling in my mind that there's something better around the corner every time and that just how I love this one and it might hurt to leave this one, eventually I can feel the same way or feel even stronger feelings for another one. She's not that special. She ain't that fucking unique. Just kind of knowing that um, whenever things begin to not, not go well, Whenever things began to get to get unbearable, I, I was I just made a run for it. And a lot of it was this. It was me maybe at the start seeing some of the issues at the start, me not realizing that my five year from now self, my 10 year from now self wouldn't appreciate some of the issues this person was bringing to the table, that my two year from now self wouldn't be able to handle some of the way this person behaves. Once the honeymoon phase would be over, me not, not seeing that ahead of time is what cost me five years, 10 years into a relationship to say, you know what? I don't really like this bitch. Like, I don't, you know, like she may be hot physically. I'm still attracted to her in that way, but I don't like her as a person. And um, that came from me at the very start from that honeymoon phase, not thinking about, not knowing myself enough to think about how my five year from now self, my 10 year from now self is going to feel. And um, when I found myself at that juncture, having them be just things becoming to a point where they're unbearable or they're getting in the way of my own progress, having to just say, look, just how I developed 
ease our feelings for her. I can go down the line and develop them from somebody else if I choose to allow myself to. And uh, I just don't need to take it anymore. And that's kind of what happened, dude. I mean, I, I've never, I've done it at times. I'm not going to lie and say I've, I've had it. I've left my, my masculine energy at times to give in to a female because I, at the time, I, I maybe didn't know enough about life and thought that's what she wanted it. You thought that's what she kind of wanted from me and come to realize that that hard masculine energy that attracted her to me at the start. Once I fell for her and I began to just want to give in to a lot of her bullshit, want to just give in instead of making a stand on, on some issues. Instead of winning me some love, it started to win me disrespect, it started to win me, you know, her not feeling it's hot about me as she was when, when I was unmanageable in some ways, right? Uncontrollable in some ways. So I'm, fo- I'm forwarding this tape after we're done to uh, Conchita and then she can uh, respond to it. I'm going to bring her on uh, the next episode. <laughs> There's two sides to every story. So we got to bring her in to figure it out. But you should read uh, Patty Stinger. She's a dating guru and she talks about feminine energy with men and she talks with, about masculine energy with women. So it works both ways. Women with masculine energy, I'll give you an example of masculine energy. Let's say I come home from work or come home from the gym. I'm in a great mood, right? And she hits me with it. She hits me with it. Oh, the fucking Timmy has the flu. You've got to take him to the doctor tomorrow at nine o'clock. Oh, the HOA sent us a letter. We got to, we got to um, replace the lawn. Oh, you know, this, oh, this is that. That's masculine energy. I don't want to hear that shit when I come home. You know what I'm saying? Don't hit me with that shit. I broke it up with girls over that. You know what I'm saying? So that's a perfect example of, of, of it working both ways. Women with the masculine energy and men with the feminine energy. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll definitely talk about one uh, of the one of the masculine and feminine energy is when maybe at the beginning of the relationship, you were really focused on work. Maybe you were focused on other women. Who knows? And so you didn't get back right away. You weren't about these calls you weren't about all this all this shit every day all this fluffiness every day then once you get into the relationship you make her the only one you make her a priority right up next to your your career and your and your workouts and everything now you begin to call out of the blue to say i love you i miss you kind of shit and although she'll say and act as though she appreciates that after after a while it'll begin It'll begin to, to wear on her a little bit that you've become a little bit of a bitch. It's okay, even if you're in a committed relationship and you're not seeing other women, it's okay for her to wonder about your day a little bit where you're not checking in all the time. It's okay for you to be a little too busy with your workout to respond to her while you're at the gym. That's fine. You're not cheating. You're just focused on what you're doing. And then when you do go out of your way once a week, once a month, to call and say, hey, you know what? I saw something that reminded me of you. I thought about this joke. I thought about this thing we did in bet the other day. I love you. I miss you. That means a lot more. That would get that pussy wet right away. But if you're doing it a couple of times a day, that's you just being, you just, you're, you're bitching up. You're bitching up. It's okay for her to wonder about you. A little bit. That's fine. You know? And 
also what you talked about, Steve, where you get home and she starts hitting you with this, this, and that. If you're in your masculine and you come home and she's got some things to discuss, you're going to go through your process, your winding down process after you get home. You're going to hang your stuff up. You're going to get your slippers. You're going to do whatever you need to do. Or maybe you ask her, like, can you please get fetch my slippers? And you're going to be real calm. You're not going to react to her. If she's, you know, upset about whatever is going on with the babies, with the house, whatever, when you come in, you can't practice empathy and get upset right along with her or even get upset at her for bringing, up, bringing it up. She's a female. It's kind of her job to make a list for, of things for you to fix for her, her and, and, and the household. It's kind of the way it works, my opinion. So you just stay in your masculine. You stay in your fucking zone. You don't get bothered by it. You acknowledge it. But even if she's upset, you just stay in your masculine. You don't get upset. You don't let it throw you off your fucking game. And if, if you're going to watch a game, then you say, you know what, baby? Let me finish watching my game and then we'll discuss it. If she insists to say, baby, I just got home. I want to I wanna clear my mind. Then we'll talk about it. Just stay in that fucking zone, that, that, that hard masculine zone where you're not thrown off your shit. But if you come in through the door and she's got this, that problem and you need to fix this and this is leaking and the kid's not listening and the car's making a weird noise and, and then you start to like get upset and, and start to like, feel not feel great and start to get upset right along with her you're not being that solid base that she needs when she brings you all these issues you should be that solid base that hard motherfucker that just says i'll handle it baby don't worry and just be fine like don't don't let it throw you off your center stay in your fucking center you know that that's that's that masculine energy you know you can handle these things you know you can do this you know you can go and take care of that kid Make, you know, straighten him the fuck out. Do all these things. So don't need to get upset about it. And if she's really upset, then you fucking stay. You stay in your masculine. You stay in the center. And don't get upset right along with her. That, that's, that's, that, that's that hard masculine shit where you're focused on your goals, on your work, on your business, on your growth. Even if she's the only one in your life, even if you've made the decision to be 100% monogamous, and, and be with her. You need to be that solid, hard rock. Even if the tides beat against it, you're solid as hell. You don't get upset right along with her. You don't react to every one of her little fucking quirks or any one of her little female, female quirky things. The women go through their, their periods, go through their hormonal changes every month. This week, she might be extra bitchy than usual. And if you sit there and react to her bitchiness, you getting upset too and getting too upset about everything she says, then you're not in your masculine. You're just being another chick right along with her. You need to, if she wants to get upset, if she wants to make a big deal out of shit, let her do it on her own. You stay in your masculine. And it's okay to have long, awkward posts, posts pauses when you don't say anything if she wants to if she wants to, if you get through the door and she hits you with a bunch of things she needs from you and things aren't right it's okay for you to say i'll handle it baby don't worry 
Let's talk about it after dinner. Is my dinner ready? You know, let's, let's, let's talk about it after dinner. I've got a couple of things to do. I'll hit the gym. I'll think about it and we'll talk about it later. That's it. And if she wants to keep going on and on and on, it's all right for you to shut the fuck up. Don't react. Don't get upset. Go about your grind. Grab your gym bag. Grab your stuff. Give her a nice kiss. Grab her ass hard. Say, I'll be back from the gym, baby. We'll talk about all of that stuff later on tonight. And be done. You're a motherfucking man. You can handle this. You don't need to get upset and react to everything she does. Matter of fact, she kind of doesn't want you to. Sometimes she just wants you to listen. <laughs> That's all. A lot of times women will want to be able to let off steam and for you not to get upset back at them. For you to stay in your fucking masculine center. That's just a couple of uh, quick, uh, couple of quick uh, examples of masculine energy versus that female energy shit. And look, I'd be real, I'll be real careful of taking dating advice from women uh, unless she's like the real deal doctor and she's interviewed a lot of men and interviewed a lot of women and knows what she's talking about. Because a lot of times women don't even really know what they want themselves. If you look at the difference between love novels that are written for women and movies, Hollywood movies that are made for the broad audience, you get a clear difference. In the movies, the female may not be all that interested. The guy is doing everything he can, crawling on broken glass, and eventually she gives him a piece. She gives him a chance. If you read the novels, it's always about this wild, untamable man, unattainable guy who she can't get, that she, old, that she, through time and effort, makes hers. Through time and effort, she gets him finally. Right? And those are those novels that women like to read. It's always that wild fucking man, that guy that could have any female he wants, that might not even be paying that much attention to her. And then she goes through a whole process of winning him over. And that's the real shit. That's what women really, really want. They want to feel like you have other options, like you can have anyone, but they won you over. They, and, and they don't want you to give them everything right away. They want to win it over, over time. And once you do, or once you are together, you have kids together and you are, and you are a couple and, and she knows you're solid and you guys have plans for the future, have a retirement account together, houses under both your names, even then, even then, you still want her to wonder about you a little bit. Still want her to compete with your work, with your gym grind, with your goals a little bit. You know, you still want her to have to win over your, your affection and win over your, your, your attention. You still want her to promise you good things, good food when you get home, good sex when you get home. You still want her to be trying to win you over and at that point is not to win you over from other women because you've pretty much established you're a monogamous at that point she's trying to win over your attention away from work a little bit because you're doing shit win over your attention away from your training from maybe some sports league or something you're doing with your with your other with friends with met with other men your hunting trip you know don't go away for 
for a whole week, baby, go away for three days and then I'll, I'll be here for you and I'll do that thing you like when you get back. You still want her to still be continuously feeling as though she needs to continue to win over your attention and win over your time. That's not a bad thing. It's, it, it's, it's okay. It's okay. As long as you don't plant any seeds of doubt or any seeds of her feeling as though your attention is on other women, you're good. As long as she's only feeling as though she's competing against work, progress, you know, uh, doing cool shit with the boys, not going out drinking or playing cards or something dumb like that. But like, you know, you're in a sports league, you know, you're in a, in a bodybuilding team and guys are going on stage and you're going to train with the guys, you know, shit like that. Cool shit, important stuff. You, know, you still want to be in your masculine in any, no matter what level you're at with her, whether you're getting started, or whether you've been together for 10 years, you want to be in your masculine. And that's the only way you could really, really, you could really be happy long-term. It's the only way. All right, guys. So really quick, we have five minutes left. There's a lot to digest from what Rick said, but we'll follow up on that on uh, upcoming shows for sure. But I just want to go through um, a checklist of things to do. Um, end of year checklist. But again, guys, it's evergreen. It can be end of January, end of February, whatever. Checklist. I just want to go through... Um, Number one, guys, donate blood. Very, very important for us in the community. We're the strongest, we're the baddest motherfuckers in our towns. We got the responsibility to hook up others who need our strong blood. So make sure you're going and you donate blood. It's good for you. It's good for others. Um, make sure on the form you don't tell them that you know you inject steroids or anything like that because they'll they won't let you give blood. So you make sure. I'm you know, basically don't, don't disclose that information and in, in, in the stuff, your blood is perfectly fine. As long as you don't have a, a you know, an STD or something. So very, very important to do that guys. Um, many of you listening to this have never given blood before. Very easy to do. You just go online, look up one blood, a big red bus, any of those types of uh, blood donation centers and go donate blood. Really, really people need it. Second tip, uh, guys, you got to tip your postal worker. These are people delivering your, um, these are people delivering your mail. They're, they're delivering your goodies. They're delivering your supplements. What happens if a package, you know, something happens with a package, you want that postal worker to be able to, you know, go the extra mile to, to, to look for it, to ask around. It really makes a big difference. So, Throw them some money, you know, your waiter, tip your waiter. They don't get paid shit. Your doorman up there where you live, uh, Rick and Staten Island, you guys have doorman every day. They, uh, you, you know, they, they, you know, they do the elevator for you up there in uh, fucking Manhattan where you live. So tip them, tip your lawn guy, tip the girl at the gas station, the drugstore, the coffee shop that knows your name and knows what you usually order. Tip that trainer at the gym who spots you, even if you're not, they're not your trainer, but they, they, they help you out in between client sessions. They come by and they spot you. They don't have to do that. They do it anyway to, to help you out. You throw them some cash. These people make shit and they make our lives better each and every day. I used to get paid a nickel above minimum wage, a nickel above minimum wage. And I, I made like in six months, I, I think I've made like 600 bucks in six months can't survive on that shit. These people make nothing. They make minimum wage or less even. 
So they can't survive on that, you know, and hook them up with some cash. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You're doing good. You guys can afford to buy steroids, right? You can afford to tip these people 20, 30 bucks, 50 bucks. Make It goes a long way. Another one, reach out to family and friends. You haven't talked to in a while. Check up on them. You know, a cousin maybe you haven't talked to in a while. Check up on them. If they need something, you know, take care of them. This is the time. Ask them what they want. Ask them what Santa, what they want Santa to give them for, for Christmas. If they're having a tough time, do it that way. This way they can't, they can't, you know, use pride against you on that one. This way it gives you an excuse to send them a, a gift, a nice gift to help them out. Check up on your neighbors. Make sure if they need anything, you know, what, what is wrong with us in society? We don't, we don't help each other out in the most successful societies in the world. If a neighbor is struggling to pay their rent, the neighbors on the street all chip in, they put money in the hat and they take it to them here, you know, and they accept that money. You know why? Because one day you're going to be in their shoes and you're the one that's going to need that money out of a hat. So they're going to be the ones helping you out down the line. So it works both ways on that. So help out, help out your neighbors. Donate food to food banks. A lot of people right now are starving. You know, we have a very unequal society. We have, we have very, very rich and we have very, very poor. And then we got people in the middle. Most of us are people in the middle. We can afford to give some food to the food banks. And then the last one, donate to some legit charities. Um, I donate ASPCA. I donate to a local animal shelter. They take care of the dogs, take care of cats. Um, you know, so these are things to do guys uh, ahead of, ahead of the new year, and it's going to benefit your community greatly. So th these are things to do. And then going back to the neighbor thing, if you have like an elderly labor a neighbor, you know, make sure you check up on them guys. Cause at the end of the day, she may need something like done around the house. She might need you to fix a door or a knob in her house, or you need, she needs you to fix the screen, something little like that. See if she needs anything, you know what I'm saying? So this is the time to do it. So Rick, you know, we got about a minute left, you know, um, you want to chime in on something I missed on things to do. Respect your elders and be there for your elders. Be there for those people that are older. Maybe their kids are not around. Always be there to offer a helping hand. If you can become friendly, and befriend that old guy, that old girl, that old couple that lives in your neighborhood in your block, the next block over, you know, do that. Make sure they have your phone number. Make sure you have theirs. Check up on them. Uh, the way society is today, people tend to, a lot of people tend to neglect their parents and the older family members nowadays. Everybody's so busy with their own shit. Everybody, a lot of people tend to move around states now. Everybody's so busy. Everybody, uh, a, lot of, a lot of dudes, as soon as they get in their 20s, 30s, get a, a good, decent job here or there, the they, first thing they do is they move away, hours away from their family. So you being a friend to the older people that don't have someone to come in and check up on them, someone to help them out. You know, you could, you could be that lifeline. You could be that help. So if you can do anything is maybe be a sort of an, an adopted family to someone older, that's maybe old and, and alone 
old and alone. There's a, a lot of people like that out there. If you live in a building, I'm sure there's a old lady, an old guy in your building. It's old and alone. Maybe at work, someone close to retirement. It's old and alone in your neighborhood. Someone you see at the store often. Someone you see at the gym often. Old and alone. So if you can do anything, become friends, friendly, become someone that you can be that can be relied on by some of these older members of our society, of our community. Probably one of the best things you can do is do that. You'll a lot of people go go really far away to do charity. They donate money to these far away causes. They they do all this far away charity when you can very easily just do something in your neighborhood, do something for someone around you, do something for someone that you might know already. You know, you don't, if you really pay attention, you'll notice you don't really need to go far outside of your own community, of your own neighborhood, of your own surroundings to be charitable and to do some good deeds and, and really make a difference in someone's life. That's, um, that's about it, Steve. All right, guys, this is a long one, but we, uh, we covered a lot in this episode. Um, Rick, uh, Rick, definitely his uh, degree in uh, therapy definitely is paying off on this uh, episode for sure. So for Steve Smee, this was episode 371. We will talk to you guys next week with another one. Have a good one, guys. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.